Hey buddy, welcome to the Culture Shock Podcast. My name is Stephen Adeboye, and yes, we are doing this by Zoom because we are in two different locations. I'm in London, and my special guest is actually based in North America, but here we are, we're doing this, and I'm gonna ask him to introduce himself. Ben, hi, my name is James, James Lott, and my organization is Working Knowledge. Awesome, awesome. And tell me about Working Knowledge, um, just as a sales pitch, what do you guys do? Uh, Working Knowledge exists to help young people thrive in the workplace and by them thriving, their employers thrive too. And we exclusively work with scale-up entrepreneurial businesses. Excellent, excellent. So just a, you know, a bit of background in terms of how we got connected. So um, I did get an email from one of your colleagues um, asking myself to come and help um, sort of talk about careers and talk about you know, entrepreneurship a little bit, but also, you know, how to do well in an interview. And as I was talking to a lot of the youth, I was realizing, wow, I remember what I was like when I was 16, 17, and I'm in my 30s now. Uh, I, I tried to, you know, look young, but, you know, I realized <laughs> the age gap between a 17-year-old and a 30-year-old. Um, do you remember what you were like when you were young and kind of your mindset in terms of careers and entrepreneurship? Hmm. That's really funny, Stephen, because because my friends, you know, I'm significantly older than you now, Stephen. So I, I'm now in my 50s, God forbid. Oh, but, um, <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> um, but my my friends think it's hilarious that I would be the one supporting people to launch their careers. And just as if you had any idea what you were going to do, James, at, at that age. So um, I grew up. Uh, in my early teens at the time when Band-Aid happened and I was going to go and save the world. And, and I, uh, that's all I was focused on to start with. Um, I then, my first job was teaching sailing at age 17. Um, I'd grown up by the sea. I'd always spent my time on the sea, messing about in boats and all the rest of it. And, and teaching sailing was a way that I could get away from home. And uh, so my first job was teaching sailing which were, turned out to be an amazing uh, introduction to entrepreneurialism, mm. funnily enough. And um, I worked with some amazing people who owned some incredible businesses who were brilliant at taking young talent who are passionate and resourceful and giving them lots of responsibility and then allowing them to get going and sometimes making mistakes, but that was okay because what you ended up with from a product was an amazing, amazing holiday, which is what we were, which we, what we were delivering, and um, that was a fascinating start to my my career, my work life. Awesome, and it's funny how you just mentioned this because you obviously were young, you weren't thinking about okay, I want to start a business and all this stuff. You you kind of were doing something that you enjoyed doing, I, I assume. And then from that, you learned lessons of entrepreneurship along the way. Do you feel like that's the best way to start? Or do you feel like, okay, you got to read a textbook and then understand entrepreneurship from that avenue and then be ready for the, you know, the working world or you know, working for a business? I, I honestly think it's a combination of the two, actually. I'm, I am an avid listener of books. Um, I can't. I can't sit still enough to, to read and I don't absorb it that way, but I, I listen while I'm running or walking the dog or whatever, and I'm listening to two, two books a week. Um, so I think you can learn a huge amount. You don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. You can learn a huge amount from people about there and have done it beforehand. 
but nothing is a substitute for actually going and doing yourself and um the sooner you can be working for an entrepreneur or working from a business and taking those taking those lessons or messing about playing around with doing stuff yourself then then the better there's nothing better than actually going out there and doing it and and failing yeah. and often often failing and then learning from that process yeah and i think you just mentioned the key word here you know failing process and learning i think those three words they sound they don't sound the most sexiest words in the world right because everyone just wants to win everyone's kind of like get the skills build make money off it and i remember when i was speaking to the, the younger um, people they were kind of like okay i want to make lots of money and i was like that's great but in the time that you want to do what you want to do, are you passionate about it? Are you going to, you know, are you willing to learn? Are you willing to grow? Are you willing to fail? And I think there's such a misconception of the word failure. It's like once you fail once, it's like it hits your you know, self-esteem and then you don't want to keep going. And I'm like, it's okay to fail. There's so much life you've got to live and you're going to learn from those failures. So how do you educate you know, younger people to sort of understand that in entrepreneurship, it's not as easy as it looks, but if you continue to keep growing and keep moving forwards, anything's possible. I think the number one thing, if you if you are starting your own business or thinking of starting your own business, then you, you've got to find out what you love. You've got, got to find out what you're going to be passionate about because actually that makes the, the knockback so much easier because you are doing something that that wakes you up in the morning with a spring in your step and just like i love what i do you know in my case i love helping people i love seeing young people thrive i, I love seeing the businesses that they work for succeed uh, as a consequence you know that's that's that just drives me that's you know, still after so many years of doing it I, lo I love what we do um and so you can take the knocks therefore um and so they feel they feel less like knocks, really. You, you mentioned there, how do you how do you teach people to to cope with the kind of failure? Um, I don't think you can. You, you know, it's just if if you believe in what you're doing, you keep keep plugging away at it. Um, you'll get there. You'll you know, and and then it's a state of mind. And each time it gets easier. Each time it gets easier when you get a knockback. Yeah, absolutely. And it's. You know, I look at like the rocky mentality. It's not how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get, you know, get yourself back up. And, you know, that's kind of the key, really. It's always, it's always, always about understanding, you know, there's a reason why you're here and why you're doing it. Um, especially with businesses as a whole, who, you know, people who are in, you know, the later stage of their lives, trying to sort of get that energy back to keep on going. How, how essential is it for young people to sort of be the energy source in terms of you know innovation and drive mm. well that's that is one of one of the biggest things that i i am when i'm talking to my uh clients my clients are entrepreneurs with businesses that are a million to three million turnover 10 to 30 people uh they're scale up businesses and they tend to be in their 40s stroke 50s age 40s to 50s and that's because they tended to have had a 20-year corporate career and then they've taken what they know what they're really good at and then they've created a business from that um 
But so much of what we're doing then is then giving them this injection. So we're then going out recruiting for them entry level positions who have potential to do really well in their organization, to fly, to thrive with that organization. And then as they as they develop, then the whole organization lifts with it. So I'm a, I am a firm believer of bringing in young, energetic, innovative, creative energy in, into the young people in, with that energy into that business because it really does a great job of injecting energy in the business as a whole. So, so I think you can get that, that exactly as you're saying, you can get the, uh, the energy a business requires from, from youth. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with that, you know, youth coming in, the world has changed so much. I mean, especially during COVID times as well. But in terms of the attention, I've realized that a lot of attention is now on social media, like the Instagrams, even the TikToks, which mm -hmm. I used to laugh about, like TikTok, that's for dancing and all that stuff. But I think one thing I've learned about marketing is that whatever the attention is, that's kind of where people are and that's kind of how you can sell. How... Um, important is it just to focus on the attention of where your customers are from a business as aspect of things? Yeah, so our kind of our what we call gateway product is a is a, an academy, a digital marketing academy. And we're connected to um, to the government apprenticeship scheme, so we can get it funded, etc. So effectively, for our clients, we are they don't have a current Currently, they don't have an in-house marketing operation. You know, they might be using a few freelancers or, or whatever, but we're coming in and we're setting the, setting the process up in-house. And um, it's been interesting over the last 18, 20 months. Of course, the world has gone more digital a lot faster than it was all, already as a consequence of everyone working from home and as a result of the pandemic. And, and so... So the desire to be more digitally engaging with your client base is, is higher than it's ever been. Um, and, and I can't see that trajectory ever changing. Um, but it's all about creating communities of, of interested parties and, 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 and building relationships. It's not unlike meeting in meeting in a coffee shop for the first time and and having a conversation and, and of course you're you're not asking for for marriage on the first date you know you've got to get to know each other you've got to build a relationship you've got to you know to work together and, and again if you if you're doing that on on through social media then it's about providing value it's about giving things away it's about building trust about building relationships over time and and that's that's really what we teach. And that's really what we're trying to establish within the organizations that we work with. Yeah, and that's amazing because um, again, social media, it can be one of those things where, you know, it could be entertaining, but it's actually a tool and, mm. and you know, build communities off that. And if you have the right intentions, you can actually add value. Um, but also comes the networking part. I feel, you know, at this point in time, because the world's gone so digital, it's very hard for some people well, most people nowadays, to actually meet people in person, actually project that ability to showcase who they are. Um, do you have any tips for networking in, in terms of young people, or even people our age? Yeah, so number one, absolute number one tip for, for, 
for young people just entering the workplace into for the first time is get yourself a LinkedIn profile. And LinkedIn is not Insta. It's not TikTok. This is your professional profile um, and use it as such. And then, but but really work it. So, so if you start... Um, if you start reaching out to people who are doing the kinds of careers that you think you want to do, you start establishing yourself. You're honest, you're authentic, you're trustworthy, um, but people will want to help and you'll be able to build this relationship with them. So, so um, my, my eldest son is a, is a football player, soccer player. And um, he was playing within academies uh, he got released from a, from uh, a professional football club. And, you know, what am I going to do now? And just like put yourself a LinkedIn profile, get yourself out there. And then suddenly opportunities start opening up. It doesn't matter what, what industry or sector that you're in. The people are there on LinkedIn. You get to read their profile. You can get out there, link with people, ask questions, be polite. Don't be pushy. Don't ask for marriage straight away. Um build relationships as you would in person um, and the world is your oyster. That's for me, number one in terms of networking now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've benefited from um, a lot of opportunities from LinkedIn just by putting myself out there. But, you know, sometimes things happen organically and it's because, you know, when you do put the work in and you showcase that, you attract the right people or you attract the right um, opportunities. And, you know, you could be very aggressive with it or, you know, you could just put yourself out there just like in real life it's what you make out of it and if you say yes to the right things then good things do happen so it's good to know absolutely yeah and and therefore we make our own luck don't we Stephen so so I'm a big believer in that and and you know you've got to get yourself out there you've got to spot the opportunities when they come along um don't say no to too many things you know just just go for it you know see see where it see where it leads you yeah absolutely um, speaking about networking and you know opportunities, I, I was thinking about tribes and you know having people in your inner circle that roots for you, that support you, you can lean on. I mean, how important is that in terms of you know personal development, but also in um, what you do as a, as an organization? Yeah, it's 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 so important, and I've been reflecting on this quite a lot recently, actually, and 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 about having the right advisors around you. And can you have more than one advisor at the same time? Um, what do you do? Can, can, does an advisor have a shelf life? Right. Um, and I think the answer is yes to both of those. So um, you might have an, you might have a, an advisor, a, a mentor, a coach, etc., that's really supporting you on a very functional element of your career or your business. Um, I have a fa- fabulous business coach that's that's really good at keeping me on focus or keeping me on target um, and provides me with some really useful talk. I've got this problem here and he'll come up with something that, you know, this is a way that you can solve it. Use this little spreadsheet, use this little thing, think about it in this way, listen to this book, et cetera, through the process. So that's really important. I also have a mentor who's much more about life and, and, um, I'm always looking four or five years from now, what, what's happening for me? How am I going to get there? What is it that I want? How am I going to shape my life? And that's, that's a very different relationship entirely. And then 
as you go through and your business develops and you develop as a person, you can outgrow those people. Mm-hmm. And, and what I've been reflecting on is how I let those people know almost how do you move on from somebody and and it's and it's and it's totally fine you know there yes you were able to help me there I've got everything I need from you it's as if you were a professional tennis player and you're bringing somebody in to help you on one aspect of your game and then over time you've sorted it you've that aspect of the game is sorted now i'm looking for something else it's nothing against that individual they've served their purpose they were brilliant you part on good company and then you're looking for somebody else and that's the key thing as well it's if you want to if you want to if you want to get somewhere you want to you know surround yourself with people who have been there and done it beforehand or or something very similar um you know, the, the Kenyan runners are, are awesome at that. You know, they're training camps and stuff in the middle of nowhere. And um, they're, they're, they're brilliant, at, brilliant at, at surrounding themselves with unbelievable world-class talent and suddenly everybody lifts at the same time. It's, it's, it's one of those things with the, you know, the human connection and kind of seeing how that works. And like I said, you're the sum of your five friends or your you know the people you surround yourself mm. so it's funny that you mentioned it because I've gone through the same transition process of like evaluating what's good for me what I need to do to sort of be a high performance individual but also from a personal standpoint who's going to be good for me in terms of this journey you know taking this starting a podcast actually building a podcast rather also having my career in intact and also building on that but I think those relationships are so important but understand that Nothing is forever, but you have to value it for what it is and, you know, able to sort of understand when things are serving their purpose. And that's that's a very mature way to look at life. And so long as you're honest about the things you're doing and how you communicate that, I think that's quite key. Yeah, absolutely. And I do like that phrase, you know, you are the sum of the five people you spend most time with. And um, you have 100% control of that. So, so... You know, and it's so true, you know, get get people that that aren't yes people around you. You want you want challenge around you. We've been going through some significant change within within my organization, Working Knowledge, recently. And, um, you know, I've got a, a, a fantastic ops operations manager and uh, I'm I'm a glass half full. Um, everything's going to be great, you know, just drive forward, you know, just, just I'm here and the rest of the organization is there. And Joe's job is to slow me down. She's brilliant. It's just like, Oh, whoa, hold, hold on a minute. You know, and is, is she right where she's coming from? No, probably not. Am I right where I'm coming from? No, probably not. You know, somewhere in the middle, that's a lot closer to the, what we should be doing at any one time. So yeah, having the right people around you is so important. Absolutely. And I, I like that perspective. I always, it's not to say it's very, you know, um, individualistic in terms of my point of view, but there is no right or wrong answer in, in a lot of things. It's just understanding the different perceptions of what comes into play and seeing how it can benefit both scenarios for, for the individuals or the team that you're working with. Which is- yeah, and that that brings us all right, all around in a complete circle so can you learn entrepreneurship do you have to do entrepreneurship in, and and you can learn from what other people have done but they've never done what you are doing and so 
in the end, you just have to make a decision. The worst decision you can make is not to make a decision. The worst thing you can do is not to do, to just sit on something. You just got to go for it. And, and you make the best possible decision you can make at the time with the information that you have and fail quickly if it isn't working. Just like, so you've got measures in place to understand what's going on. Just like, this isn't working. Off we go. We, we you know, we try something different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you feel like with entrepreneurship and, you know, you as a person, do you feel like it's kind of one of those things that you always see opportunities, you always want to change, you always want to grow, you always want to kind of build? Or do you feel like, okay, this is what I have, I'm looking after this, I just want to build in this area alone. Do you feel there's always this chasing the dragon aspect mm. of entrepreneurship that never ends? So, you know, it fascinates me, um, entrepreneurs that build businesses, sell them, have enough money to not work ever again, who then go and start up and do the whole process again, working 16, 17 hours a day, six, seven days a week, and do the whole thing again. You know, it's that's, you know, why, why are you doing that? That's, that's amazing, you know, from the outside, why are you doing that? You, you could be out, in my case, sailing, skiing cycling enjoying life to the full you never need to worry about cash or whatever and what you're doing is is carrying boxes and employing and firing people and all that kind of stuff you know just like because building a business you do everything um why why would you go and put yourself through that whole process again and that's the real kind of thing because it, it's that sense of purpose. It's the sense that the, the joy of building something to get to some level, you know, is really, um, I was going to say addictive there. I don't know that the addictive is the right word, but, yeah. but it's, it gives, it, it absolutely, it's a personality type thing that you want to keep going and keep doing that. And I think that's fabulous. Um, for me, um, I'll always need a sense of purpose. Um, I've never been driven by cash. It's always been by the purpose and by what I'm doing there. But I'm, I am now at a stage in life where I'm having to think more, much more about cash because at some point I'm going to stop working and think about doing something else. But there'll always be a purpose to, to what I'm doing. And I, and I love that whole concept of, of um, building building your pension scheme effectively, you know, not relying on some, some faceless person who, that, that runs uh, pension schemes in the city, um, but being able to build your own pension scheme to allow you to go on and do other things. You know, I'm very vested in my community where I live. Um, I'm with the, the local school and with, uh, with um, sports clubs and with social and all that kind of stuff. I'm very vested into the, into the community and that's really important to me as a person um uh and there are certain things that i want to do in life um it'd be lovely to be disassociated from cash to be able to go and do those that that would be amazing and that's really my focus at this stage yeah absolutely and it's one of those things that you know even in my phase i've been thinking long term in terms of what that would look like for me because i know I'm only as young as I can be today and tomorrow I'll be a little bit older and I know the decisions I make will be my future. So yeah, it's, it's, it, whilst it's still early days, I'm definitely looking into that side of things as well. 
yeah and that's brilliant Stephen. to be thinking about that now is is amazing and um i wish i had at your age thought much more about about the end of the career and what i was going to do then give you give you a lot more focus there's lots of things perhaps that i've done in life which had i been thinking more long term i wouldn't have i wouldn't have made the choices that i made at that time and uh, life would be a bit easier as a consequence so yeah it sounds sounds like a real kind of grandpa -y thing to be <laughs> saying but but uh, yeah the earlier you start planning the earlier you start doing that sort of thing the more life choices you end up with later on yeah but again you're dropping a lot of gems for our listeners and you know a lot of people will probably listen and go okay you know even though he has a great business and, and work knowledge there's so much growth he has to go through and I can do the same things he's doing as well which is really amazing um Brilliant. in terms of purpose because it's one of those things that you know it's very fluidly like purpose or find your purpose it's, it's not, how do you get to that point for anyone who's trying to figure that out do you feel like you have to go through life experience or just find out what you're into right now yeah um i love i love the word purpose and i love the word intent yeah. um and living your life with with those two words to the fore is really is is a great way to live your life i think so um purpose for me is um for me it's it's helping young people thrive in fantastic careers that's what drives me i get such a massive buzz from that it gives me energy you know it's just brilliant i just love it the hairs on the back of my neck stand up to some of the stories that become just just fantastic that's my purpose and therefore my intent my intention is always to achieve that everything that we're doing has got to to drive towards that that's that's what i'm doing so um how do you find that um some of it is innate but you've got to tease it out from yourself i guess so you know i could if my purpose is to help young people thrive in a career i could be working in a very large company running the the entry point the and, and recruiting young people onto apprenticeships and and graduate schemes and all that kind of stuff and running amazing schemes so they build their career i could be doing it within that um i could be um a teacher or a university professor or or something like that and doing it within that environment so you kind of you have your purpose and then you have to go and find the environment where you sit best you know i could work in a large organization it wouldn't sit well with me so so you then go and find that and then that the kind of two different things if you see what i mean yeah. and, I, and i think for most people they know what a purpose might you know what, what what's your moral guidance here what's your what's your what 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 excites you well you know what gets you going kind of thing in in life now go and follow that and then find where you fit where how best you can achieve your life's purpose yeah yeah and I, that's such a you know great message to sort of you know discuss a little bit further but also probably you know close to share with that because i guess for me like purpose has been something that i realized there's a problem or there's something that i want to kind of look into and kind of really focus on that and make that kind of my mission and i didn't know it was going to be a podcast i thought It'd be me just, you know, starting a blog and that blog became a podcast and now it's more about storytelling. 
and getting people excited about understanding the stories of entrepreneurs, but also uh, realize self-development is key because you can't always just work and not realize that, you know, you're an essential part of why you're doing this. So there's so many things that have now expanded because of one question that has led to multiple things to look into. So ah. it's aesthetic, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally, Stephen. And it's brilliant. It's brilliant what you're doing. And 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 I think your story is, is a really good story. So, you know, I didn't know what it was when I started. And then I've altered it as I've gone along, you know, and now it's gained a momentum and off it goes. And and I think that's that's really important point here that, you know, just just start doing stuff. You'll find it on the way. You know, you'll find your way, you know, you're looking you're making your own luck you're looking you're looking for something but it's not absolutely until you start doing it, you don't actually know what it's gonna where it's gonna end up and you don't know where this is going to take you in the future either do you? you know you just you know you, you you do the best you can at the time with the information that you've got and, and the time that you've got yeah and i think the one key thing you know if everything you just you just mentioned i've never underestimated the value of one person that can change your life and you know each conversation I have with one person, I value it so much. So I really do value your time. I value the amount of knowledge and information you shared on this podcast. And, you know, is there any way for others to find your work and work and knowledge as well? Yeah, do reach out on me on LinkedIn, uh, James Lott. You'll find me on LinkedIn, L-O-T-T. Um, our organisation, the website is workingknowledge.org.uk to, to come and find us there. And Stephen, thank you so much for what you do. Brilliant what you're doing. I've listened to quite a number of your podcasts. Um, I love the stories uh, that you are uncovering. And uh, thank you for what you do. Oh, thank you for being a part of the podcast. I really do appreciate your time. And hopefully one time we'll meet in person. So it'll be great. Yeah, I look forward to that, Stephen. Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for listening. And thanks for my special guest. And thanks for clicking that play button. But I need you to do four things for me. I want you to like, comment, subscribe and share this content it will help tremendously with the growth of this podcast and i'm producing more content than ever so i want you guys to be the first to know and i want others to know as well so do those four things for me and help this podcast grow to a bigger platform thanks for listening